You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Pia, and um, I have to say this before we dive into this episode. I have a cold, so if I start coughing or sneezing or something, I'm very sorry. I also might leave just in the middle of the podcast, uh, but I will return <laughs> when I finished what I have to do because of my health. So sorry in advance. And I am here so um, that you don't have to be alone when I'm leaving with... Steffi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Kiki, I told you, everybody, that uh, we would be together again, and here we are. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, you can find the show notes with everything we mentioned during the show at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 43. The topic of this episode is sustainable lifestyle. Um, and I know that Both of you love traveling, and I think all three of us are traveling a lot. So please let me know um, what, um, how you are traveling. Do you use a car? Do you go by train? Or what's your favorite style of traveling? I do not have a car by my own. Um, well, my boyfriend has one, so may, um, someone we use that, of course. But I try always to, um, to use a train. Also, because um, I think it's more comfortable. If it's in time, then it's definitely more comfortable because you do not have to concentrate on the street, on the traffic, and so you can just read and sleep and listening to music, dream away. So that's my preferred um, transport opportunity. But um, yeah, it's very hard to... Um, Not to use flights. I try that now. <laughs> I um, flied last year to uh, Chile. And yeah, I have to say, I felt a little bit bad after that because I just know how many emissions that made. And I, I try the, yeah, <laughs> maybe the whole life not to fly anymore. I have no idea if I will get that. To be honest, I don't think so. But I just try. <laughs> And look how long it will work. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is very difficult to avoid flying nowadays. Yeah, And That's sadly where I draw my sustain sustainability line. Because I don't want to um, miss on seeing the world. But I try to compensate by uh, riding my bike everywhere in the city. <laughs> I go to work with on my bike. And um, yes, even when it's zero degrees. Uh, not when it's snowing, though. So if it gets too cold or uh, if it's too far away, I also go to public transportation. So trams and trains. And that's dangerous, um, almost, yeah. yeah, that's how I move through the world. But you also ride your bike to, or at least halfway to work, Pia, right? Yes. Um, I live in a village, so for me it's impossible to um, to not use the car. Or at least I would um, I would have to spend so much time to go from A to B. So um, that's what I don't want. Because every time when it comes to sustain sustainability, I have to say that 
I um, before sustainability. So if something doesn't work for me, I won't do it just because it's sustainable. Um, and I think that's the only way how it works because it has to work on the long term. Yeah. And I'm very willing to try um, to try different things that are sustainable, but if nothing of them works for me, then I just won't do it. Um, and it's the same with going to work for me. I could use, um, I could take the bus to the train station, but then I would need um, one hour more than usual. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. And um, the The bus only goes once per hour here where I live. So I take the car to the train station, then I take the train to the city where I work in, and then I take the bike to go from the train station to the office where I work. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically the same when I do business traveling, which I do a lot compared to many other people. Um, I try to go everywhere by train, um, also because I don't like driving the car in big cities or something. When I have to go to, for example, Vienna, where I was this week, then I take the flight to Vienna and then I take public transportation. But sometimes I, I have to go somewhere, um, in Germany we say JVD, which means, um, in the middle of nowhere. And when I have to go to the middle of nowhere, then I usually take the train to the city and then I take a car from the train station to the place where I have to visit someone um, to do an interview or whatever. So for me, it's important that I can go there fast where I want to go mm -hmm. um, and that it's practical for me and then comes sustainability. But I also like to work in the train, so um, the sustainable way most of the time is also the most practical way for me. Cool. And I feel a bit, um, or let me say it in a different way, this year I will do um, traveling by ship together with my husband. And I don't mm -hmm. like that because it's even worse than flying, but um, my husband is afraid of um, of airplanes, <laughs> can you say that? Or afraid mm -hmm. of flying. So that's the only way for me to um, to travel with him for a longer distance. And yeah, I, wow. I don't plan to do that very often. And I do this for the first time now, and maybe I don't like it, so I will never do this again. But here again, <laughs> it's more important for me also to see the world and to be able to travel with my husband. So that's again, um, I am first and then comes sustainability. Okay, clear statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and still I think that's the only way how it works, to do it on the long term. Yeah, that's true. But I think um, or I always try to check out some alternatives because like um, car sharing might be an opportunity or do you know uh, blah blah car? Yeah. Uh, what is... Uh, Ride sharing. I did that for a long time. It's uh, ride ride sharing. Yeah, ride sharing. Yeah. I don't know car sharing. Yeah, not not car sharing. Like you share the car and yeah. drive alone. You but go 
you go somewhere and you pick up people who also want to go there, exactly. but you don't necessarily need to know the people. Exactly. So I think that's a very interesting alternative. And also like um, the electro bicycles, which comes more and more, I think. That's, I think for the future, it might be very interesting mm -hmm. for, yeah, for your um, way to the work. Also, if you live not that near at at the office but then come a little bit yeah faster and also not so exhausted to the work to your office yeah yeah but i go to my office with a bike from the train station and um, it doesn't matter if it's minus 10 degrees or snowing or raining or windy or whatever i always take the bike from the train station to my office yeah. I just, I just think loud about alternatives. That's <laughs> should not be a critique <laughs> or good. something. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Oh, what what else is possible? Um, hitchhiking. Also tried that, but you need lots of time to do it. That's not if you have a plant. Yeah, if you have lots of free time and want to experience something, have a little adventure, then that's possible, but not. Yeah, not for the normal day, I would say. Um, you can travel by boat in a very interesting way. Um, you can take an, I call it industry ship. I don't know. Um, um, it's a ship with containers and everything that goes to, for example, from uh, from Hamburg to Tokyo anyway. And you can go on that ship so you don't use a kind of hotel ship where only travelers are on, um, you just take a ship that goes there. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. With or without you, so. Interesting. That's interesting, but it also takes so, so much time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and thank, that's, for me personally, the main problem, that all the alternatives are very, yeah, just Time-consuming. Yes, exactly, that's the word. And if you have just two weeks of your holidays, that's almost impossible and then you maybe will just book the flight because then you're in six hours at your destination and mm -hmm. you can enjoy your holidays but if you choose a sustainable mobility to get there it takes maybe uh, two days <laughs> at least i think that's what greta thunberg did when she um when she held her speech at this very important um yeah getting in, together in Switzerland. Of people. yeah Yeah, I, th I think it took her 60 hours or 70 hours to go there exactly. by train. Sweden to Switzerland. And that's what I definitely don't want to do because I don't have so much time to spend on doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's um, the interesting point. And also maybe, maybe also a chance because if these things might be... Um, If they grow and change, like use your time, use these two days in a comfortable way to do your normal work you would do otherwise in your office or at home. And if that's maybe possible, someone might be working. Just yeah, idea. I. It will be possible in the future. I'm very sure about that because that's what I do when I use the train. I can write an article in the train or something. Um, and if the internet connection would be um, would be there all the time, yeah. <laughs> then I could, without any problems, work from everywhere in the world. 
Yeah, that's a problem, but that might be getting a little bit too, yeah, not political, but, um, yeah, future science. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to develop a sustainable mobility. Yeah, that's the turn of, of scientists to do that. <laughs> yeah. But also maybe, but also maybe politics, because uh, the problem uh, that, that uh, Pia, you were describing about not having internet everywhere in Germany, which is shocking because Germany and their the internet <laughs> and 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 the d digital um, yeah digital technologies and markets are not exactly <laughs> as uh, modern here indeed, but um, but still uh, from. When we're talking about mobility, we are very privileged to live in Germany, where there are uh, trams and uh, even electric uh, buses in some uh, parts, and subways and um, etc. Yeah, at Because least in the cities. In the cities, yes, at least, yeah. Um, because that's um, while we're on the subject, I'm gonna make my big announcement here. <laughs> that uh, next week uh, on March 1st, I will be flying <laughs> flying to Ecuador, to my um, home city of Quito, to work there for six months. And um, that is one of the things that is scary about, about uh, that, because I'm very looking forward to uh, going there and working there and staying for six months. But one of the things that I'm that I've been actually thinking <laughs> in preparation is um, okay. I need an apartment very near to where I'm going to work at because I don't want to have to drive in that very hellish traffic. I don't want to, um, yeah, I, I would very much like to take my bike to the office, but it's also the traffic. It's not only, uh, there is not only a lot of traffic, it's also very dangerous. So that's, I'm going to miss my bike a lot. And I'm hoping to find a place to live where I can walk to the office <laughs> because in, in, in Quito, there's sadly not, um, there are not very sustainable uh, alternatives to transportation indeed. So... Yeah, and I um, I read that I think it was Luxembourg that everybody can use public transportation there for free. And I think yeah. that would be the next step that you get a better infrastructure. You already have it in most of the cities, but you also need to have access to that um, from the villages. Or the, the city where I live isn't actually a village, but it's a small city and we don't have... Um, subways or whatever we only have buses so that's something that should change uh, so that you in the end just don't need a car to go somewhere yeah exactly and then um, more people would use it I think if it would be cheap or for free and if you wouldn't have to think about when the next train comes so for example when I lived in Hamburg I never thought about when the train arrives that I want to take to go to the city or somewhere. I just went to the train station and one train would come and pick me up and bring me to the city center. And when I moved to Leipzig, it was different because even in Leipzig, there are not trains leaving every five minutes. Sometimes you have to wait 15 hours or half an hour or 
if it's later in the evening, you even have to wait one hour. And that's Leipzig. I mean, Leipzig is a very big city with a lot of students. So not even there you have this infrastructure yet. Yeah. Maybe that's also because of the history. Maybe. Just an idea. No, I didn't think so because you have tram and trains and everything. They just don't go that often. Okay. Yeah, but it was also to say that um, wherever you are, if you're interested in uh, living a sustainable lifestyle, you also have to consider what options are available to you. Mm -hmm. uh, also from an economic point of view, because um, sure, having an electric car would be amazing, but um, the question of if you're able to afford it or not is also present everywhere. So. Um, yeah, this is the these are the difficulties that we have <laughs> living in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I can imagine that it's worse in Kichu. Yeah, I, I, I will keep you all um, <laughs> informed, keep you posted about how I'm, how I'm moving over there. Yeah, please. <laughs> yes, please. And you already said that you, do, that you will also take part in some of these podcast episodes from overseas. Because thanks to technology, that's possible. <laughs> exactly. There is, in, luckily, there is internet in Ecuador. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I will be only somewhere else in a different uh, time, but uh, time, time in zone. a different time zone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it will still be very much here. Great. Should we go to the next uh, sustainable topic? We can go there smoothly by saying it's sometimes also a question of money if you can afford sustainable fashion. But on the other hand, I would say um, that it's even cheaper to buy sustainable fashion in the way that I see sustainable fashion. Because for me, it's important that I don't have to buy a trouser every six months. Yeah. And I also bought a trouser at a sustainable online shop that I had to throw away after six months. And I don't think that that is sustainable. <laughs> um, so maybe it was fabriced after uh, fabriced in better, um, under better circumstances, but still um, I'd prefer a trouser that I can wear at least two years. Yes, because that's that. Those are the the aspects or the conditions for uh, sustainable fashion. First of all, that um, on the contrary to fast fashion, it's something that lasts you a long time, and you don't have to uh, buy uh, new ones, new items all the time. And sure, on the other hand, uh, that there are fair conditions, or uh, that the labor is paid fairly and that maybe uh, the materials are also more um, friendly to the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And talking about jeans, I, I think it was a pair of black jeans, the ones you had to, that didn't last you long. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, talking about jeans, I recently discovered a very cool uh, new model. Um, I am leasing my, my new pair of jeans. Uh-huh. Cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> tell so, us about that. So it's uh, um, uh, it's they are from a Dutch brand called Mud Jeans, M U D, 
mud jeans and uh, they are a sustainable and uh, switch up labor free brand um uh, yeah i think they only do do jeans for both men and women and um and everybody else of course and you can either buy the jeans for around 100 euro or you can lease the jeans for uh, 750 a month and i was really thinking about it and um the price is the same in in across other sustainable uh jeans brands as well but the leasing model uh, the the principle behind it is when um when you lease like if you lease a car when you lease a jeans the brand is the owner of the product you just get to wear it and Uh, at the end of the year, when you know after paying 12 months of uh, 750, you can decide if you want to keep it and wear it until it's broken, or you can decide to send it back and keep paying the 750 and get a new pair. And what happens to the jeans after you send it back? The jeans that are sent back are sold as secondhand items, mm -hmm. or if they are in very bad shape, they are recycled to make new jeans. And the best thing about it all is, um, okay, so in order to be able to lease the jeans, you have to become a club member, so to speak. So you pay 30 euros uh, in the beginning, but that's uh, one life, uh, one, one time only. And uh, you can lease um, three pairs of jeans at the same time. And um, when you start leasing one or, or buy one, um, you can also send a pair of old jeans to them and they will get you a discount. So when I, uh, last week when I ordered my jeans, I, um, I clicked on the option to return an old jeans. And when I got the new pair, I tried it on, it fit, it was great. Then in the same package, which is also reusable, I put in my old jeans Uh, stamp the lab the return label on it and send back my my old broken jeans from I don't even remember where I bought them <laughs> so it's really cool and uh, even if you if you wear your jeans uh, I mean if they get a lot of wear and get uh, um, holes or or broken or whatever you can still you can still send them back so that they will recycle them Or they even offer also a repair service. So like your car, your leased car, you can go back to them and, and get your jeans repaired and uh, you can keep using them. That's cool. And if I, um, if I lease a pair of black jeans and I see that it loses the color very quickly, then I can just say, oh, I don't want to lease it anymore. Sure. My solution, my personal solution for sustainable lifestyle or fashion is second hand i i did not yes. know when i brought the last new stuff yeah well i think it was with a friend we just went shopping just yeah for fun <laughs> uh, a little sin <laughs> in my lifeline but well i think um second hand for me personal it's very easy and so two two points it's much more cheaper But uh, then these uh, um, fair produced jeans, clothes, whatever, that you have to pay 100 or 115 euros for jeans or also for a, for a shirt, whatever. And 
So if you just went to a second-hand shop, you have to pay 20 euros for jeans. And yeah, that's for me personal better, of course, as a student. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, I think there's just enough stuff nowadays in, in the world. It's just enough produced. And we yeah. have to use all that. We do not need to produce more and more and more. That's not necessary. Just let's use the stuff which is already there. That's true. And um, that's also a reason why I um, I try to keep things for a very long time. And I have a jacket from Jack Wolfskin. I don't know if Jack Wolfskin is producing sustainable or whatever. No. But I have this jacket since... Yeah, I also don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't think they do. But um, I have this jacket since more than 10 years. And it still looks very good. And it would be less sustainable if I would throw it away to buy a sustainable jacket. So where's the point in throwing something away? So even if it might have been produced under bad circumstances, under bad conditions, um, I bought it. The money, the company got the money from me. So why should I throw it away? No, no. I should use it as long as I can. Of course. Yeah. Sure. That's, I do not understand the people who don't know. Maybe smash their iPhone to buy a new Fairphone. That just makes yeah, that's no stupid. sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yes, <no. laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, if it's, but if it's broken... How about underwear? Oh, come on. No. <laughs> I never saw somewhere under um, underwear in a second-hand shop. <laughs> so you that's do true. buy new stuff. Yes. <laughs> that's, I, that's something I buy new, but then I wear it, I don't know, three years, even longer. I don't know. I have some slips which are six years old and my boyfriend hates it. <laughs> but yeah, of course, it still, it still fits, so why not? So, so that's another thing um, with sustainable fashion um, don't lose too much weight and don't um, get <laughs> more weight <laughs> keep okay. your shape exactly. <laughs> yeah the other difficulty with a secondhand uh, fashion is also finding the stuff right I think it's always like a little adventure <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it's a if it's a real secondhand shop, because there are some that are just uh, you know acting like a secondhand, but it's only no name brands. <laughs> I've seen those. Um, there, then you mostly get the item, uh, one item in one size normally. So it is it is um, also a little bit time consuming to look for for the things and hope uh, that they fit. But I also like uh, buying secondhand clothes. I love to, when I travel, to go to these uh, secondhand shops because they have different things there. We've been in one in Helsinki, right? Yeah, when we were to Tuska in Helsinki uh, last year. Um, apparently in Finland, there is a, a chain of secondhand shops. So uh, they're, they're kind of big and there are many, which is great. So we had one uh, very near to our Airbnb and we went there and I got um, quite a few uh, items from there. And the other uh, practical thing to buy secondhand are also online platforms. Um, here in Germany, there is Kleiderkreise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And um, yeah, and it's really cool because it also has an app. And uh, just the other day, I bought my favorite shoes again <laughs> for like 10 euro. And also three uh, tops for another 10 euro. And it's, it's great. Then I got them shipped home. It was cool. <laughs> When I still was a student, I bought a lot at Kleiderkreisel or even on eBay. Nowadays, eBay is not a secondhand platform anymore, but five to ten years ago, it I think it started as a secondhand platform. And then the shop owners came and took over. Um, but yeah, I did that a lot, but I stopped doing this um, after I bought some or more stuff that wasn't in a good shape anymore and which I wasn't able to wear for a long time. So, mm -hmm. and on the other hand, maybe I just don't want to invest the time anymore so, to yeah. buy secondhand. But I think it's um, it's a good thing, and maybe I should start it again. <laughs> I just didn't think about that. So my um, but just yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just yesterday, I went to a shop um, that has slow fashion, um, and I was very excited to go there because I always saw their web page. Um, and they had very cool clothes, and but I knew that they have a shop in London, and I will go to London next month. So I thought I would spend a lot of money in London, but they also opened a shop in Vienna lately. So I was able to go there yesterday, um, and I bought four beautiful pieces, and I hope that they will last very long. <laughs> yeah, great. Cool. I think that's like the best souvenir. Like yep. instead of instead of you know buying some kind of keychain with uh, London on it or whatever, <laughs> mm -hmm. you buy something that you will really wear a lot. And when people ask, you can say, "Oh, I bought it then and there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a cool story, a cool memory, even. So um, yeah, of course. I mean, stuff you really need. You know, you don't have to be buying everywhere <laughs> you travel to just because you're there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the other the other thing that I um that's important to me at least uh fashion wise uh I don't want to uh, or I try to be a bit minimalist about it I don't want uh, a closet full of or a wardrobe full of uh clothes that I don't wear so um I have the things I like and of course seasonal things because Germany but um yeah whenever something uh something is uh, broken or or whatever then i i look for for a replacement so to speak uh, whether it be on kleiderkreisel secondhand or um some kind of sustainable fashion it's just like i don't want to i don't want to buy clothes just for the sake of it i try to really um yeah just look for the things that i need and that i know i'm going to wear a lot um, for me, it's different because I always, for me, it's very difficult to find clothes that I can wear because I'm very big. I am 180 centimeters um, and I am not skinny, but um, sporty. <laughs> so most of the time I have to buy um, large clothes and then they don't fit because um, they are also for people with more weight. I don't have the weight for 
this for the large size so that's a problem for me <laughs> it really is don't laugh <laughs> no no i just have the same because we're almost um we have almost yeah. the uh, same size mm. and so i went a few weeks ago in a second hand shop because i needed new jeans and yeah all the woman jeans just were too short and so i asked mm. the shop owner yeah do you, do you have maybe a longer jeans in mind you got here well no but but oh let's see at the men clothes come on come with me and so no i i always wear um men clothes men jeans <laughs> and they fit <laughs> so no problem for every yeah solution. i do that sometimes with jackets or i don't know <laughs> yeah that's always the solution <laughs> Mm. Um, yeah but that's why i um most of the time i buy clothes when i find them <laughs> but i go shopping so seldom that um that i don't have so many clothes because of this and i don't i don't like to go uh, to go for the adventure to find something to buy just for the sake of buying i just don't do that but if i find something um, by chance, then I would buy it if I need it or not. Um, sooner or later, I will need it. Of course. Yeah. If it's so good, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I really, really like it, and only then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, let's go to cosmetics because it fits more, I would say. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Did someone of you uh, used, um, what is it in English? Wrong meal, rye, rye wheat, someone as um, shampoo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I used apple vinegar, but it dried my hair so much that I stopped doing this very quickly. Okay, so those those are two totally different things, though. Uh, the one is shampoo, and the other one uh, was supposed to be. Some kind of uh, not conditioner, but uh, after shampoo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But just hair, <laughs> so it's almost <laughs> the same. Yeah. So, did you try the 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 flower, Steffi? Because I have heard a lot of good things about it, but I haven't tried it myself. Yeah, exactly. So me too. Uh, but no, in fact, I didn't use it yet. I always wanted to do, but I don't know. <laughs> My shampoo is just full, and if it's empty. Well, yeah. <laughs> then I just like routine. I just buy something new. But it's also funny because it's not supposed to be. Um, so the use of uh, this rye flour uh, instead of shampoo, it's not even supposed to be. I mean, it's flour, it's a powder, but it's not even supposed to be uh, like dry shampoo. It's like really for washing your hair. Yeah. Exactly. Like with, with water. You mix it with water and then put it into your hair and just, yeah, use it like shampoo under your shower. Yes. Um, yeah, I knew about that uh, from several sustainability or zero waste uh, blogs mm. uh, here in Germany. Yeah. And I haven't tried it out. What I did try out once was um, clay, Heilerde. Ah, yeah, that's... Yeah, so I bought I bought this clay to um, to use it as a face mask. But in the packaging, there are uh, many other uses listed. And one of them was uh, as shampoo. 
And yeah, you mix the powder with a little bit of water and they apply it to your scalp and massage your scalp or whatever mm. and then wash it out. And uh, it was very drying because, of course, clay, that's, that's what you want in a face mask, for example. <laughs> you want it to be to absorb um, the, the, the excess oils and stuff. But for a scalp, that was... I had a dry scalp for a very long time. Oh shit. Okay. So, um yeah, and and I mean it's it's always I think very personal and very different um hair care at least or maybe skincare in general as well. I think you have to uh, try out several things to see what works for you specially or specifically. Because uh, there are also people for example that swear on using coconut oil as a hair mask for moisture hmm. and uh, on the scalp at least it's also very difficult to wash out and then you have greasy hair greasy scalp for a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe just both, use it for the end um, for the ends the lengths yeah uh, yes exactly Yeah, so those were both uh, things that I tried and didn't work for me. But what I use uh, for sustainable uh, shampoo alternative, so to speak, is a shampoo bar. So that you don't have a plastic bottle, but uh, like a soap bar. And uh -huh. I also use soap. I know them and I tried them and <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> They just don't work for me. I think I had one. That doesn't work for me, but I have a second one now. I will explain this later. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, but let me know how you use it because I th the one I have is very difficult to use. It just doesn't I think foam. It's, um, that's what I was saying uh, right before, that um, you have to try several so to find, uh, to find the one that works for you. Yeah. And also it's about... Hmm. Um, getting used to it hair sometimes takes a lot of time to get used to something uh when i when i stopped washing my hair every day uh like six years ago already i started washing my hair only once or twice a week and um it has done wonders to my hair my hair is really really healthy now but those first months and i think it was like four to six months that took my scalp to get used to this new rhythm it was it was ugly i can tell you but um i use uh, <laughs> i use this uh, there's there's also a difference between a shampoo bar and uh, soap for hair so hair soaps are indeed Uh, not as foamy, they don't uh, clean you as much, which for some people is also better. People with um, with colored hair, for example, you don't want to wash the color out, so it doesn't have to be as aggressive, and those hair soaps are good for that. But if you want to get your, your scalp clean, uh, maybe a shampoo bar is, is better if you want to ab avoid the plastic bottle. Um, so I foam it in my hands with a little bit of water and then I go into my hair. So there is foam, um, not as much, of course, but there is some. And um, yeah, what else did I want to say? That's my hair routine. <laughs> <laughs> I use normal shampoo, but not the, the normal one, but nature cosmetics. I don't know if mm -hmm. I can translate it that, but yeah. 
I feel a little bit better, or just my my conscience feels a little bit better <laughs> with that. Um, I get um, a box every second month. It's called Green Eco Box, mm. and the the box always contains of things that you use in your everyday life, and it's always um, the size that you can use it for two months. So. Um, in the last box, I got a shampoo bar or um, a non-liquid shampoo. I don't know where, <laughs> what's the difference between those two. But um, yeah, I got one and that is empty now. I used almost everything of it. And um, today I opened the next one and there again is a is a shampoo bar. So the first one didn't work for me and I will give it a second chance with a different product. Mm -hmm. And if that works for me, I will continue using it. But um, again, as I said, if it doesn't work for me, I just will quit doing it. <laughs> But I'm not a person who tries it once and then gives up. So I had this shampoo bar for two months now. And I know that that one doesn't work for me. And so let's see what the second one is about. Um, and it also contains um, soap for your body. And... Uh, Very often it contains um, something where you can brush your teeth with, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but also non-liquid. And in, in the beginning that was strange for me, but um, I got used to it. So I like that. And I'm very happy that there is another one. Hmm? Are those tabs? No, um, it's Zahnpasta. Toothpaste, yeah, but... Huh. Uh, Toothpaste, <laughs> yeah, it's normal toothpaste. You use it with a toothbrush. It's not uh, something that um, you don't replace your toothbrush with it. No, just no, no, the tooth. uh, because there are there is a plastic-free uh, solid toothpaste now, so yeah. that you also. Don't I think have... I heard about it, but it contains fluoride, and I don't like that. Um, so there's this new brand that this big drugstore in Germany is carrying, um, DM, and they have yep. they have started selling them in the stores. And I really want to try those tabs. So it's like um, like chewing gum tabs, mm. and um, and this brand has both with fluoride and without. But the ones in store are only the ones with and the one without. You can only order it online. Um, and you're supposed to uh, chew these tabs and then go in with your toothbrush when it's started mm. foaming. I really want to try those out, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I heard about them, but I don't want to order them online. No. <laughs> If they would sell it in the store, I would buy them and try them. But there is, um, I don't need to do this because I have this green echo box mm -hmm. with toothpaste for me <laughs> and that's a really cool thing so i can try different things out and can keep using what works for me but i also um for example i do my own deodorant yeah i also create my own face cream so um i when i started doing this it wasn't for a sustainable reason but because i have really bad skin um, but it's a cool thing. So, you know, you also know what is in there. Yeah, but um, share the recipe. It is from a book. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think you um, you borrowed the book from me once. Yes, um, and also as a as a side note, I don't think that recipes can be copyrighted. That's something mm. I learned uh, when I was getting into when I was attending these uh, social media classes. A lawyer told us that recipes cannot be copyrighted. Um, anyway, yeah, the book with the recipes. The thing with creams is that you have to get uh, something to emulgate the waters and or yeah, the water based stuff with the oil based stuff, and that's something I don't want to try. <laughs> that's the the difficulty level I don't want to go through. But I do make my own uh, body butter based on um, different oils, uh, coconut oil and shea, shea butter, mm -hmm. shea butter, shea butter, shea butter. Anyway. Yeah. So that's the one. And uh, deodorant, I also make myself with uh, coconut oil, uh, baking soda and starch, <laughs> cornstarch. Yeah. So mm. cornstarch, baking soda and coconut oil. That's my deodorant, and it works really well. Um, for me, it's the same, but I also add some oils for the smell. Ooh, fancy. Like peppermint. <laughs> yeah, but that works better than I expected. But I'm also not the person who owns a lot of cosmetics. Um, I like to have only a few things. I like to try something new, but then I will finish the one I had before and then uh -huh. buy something new. So I know people who have, I don't know, five up to ten different um, body lotions or shower lotions and everything. And I never had that. I had one or two. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we're not that we're on the topic of um, face, care and cosmetics. Um, I also have, uh, <laughs> like Steffi was saying, a sustainability sin. Um, I got lash extensions last year and I love them. And that has made me a little more vain <laughs> so that I... So that I, um, I don't know, for example, I've been doing my eyebrows more and um, and also trying to take care of, of, of my face and my skin better since then. Uh, the sustainability sin of the whole thing is that um, fake lashes or lash extensions are, uh, I think, very probably made of plastic. So... That's microplastic going in my trash. Microplastic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think my sustainable sin then is makeup in general because, um, as I said, I go by bike from the train station to my office um, no matter how the weather is. Uh, so makeup just has to stay where it has to stay the whole day. <laughs> and I don't like um, doing my lipstick over and over again. So um, I tried a lot of um, natural cosmetics, but they just uh, most of them just don't work. They look very bad when I come to the office. Um, 
and then again me first then sustainability they have to stay in place the whole day and if they don't i won't use them and then i go for something else that stays the whole day um, and i know that some of the cosmetics that i use are everything but not sustainable but i continue using them because I didn't find an alternative yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's my sustainable yeah. sin. I <laughs> also have some <laughs> lipsticks. I think you have the same here. These long-lasting lipsticks. And I just, mm -hmm. someone, I um, looked up what is in there. And I was just shocked. It's like, okay, you will get cancer if you use it. was on that uh, webpage. But yeah, well, it's it's still here. I brought it once. I don't think that I will die somewhere and I still use it. So, yeah. It's the same with the clothes. If you brought it once, then you can use it till it's empty or done. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, of course. No need to make yes, unnecessary um, trash. But that's actually one of the one of the arguments I use when talking to people about um, natural cosmetics or sustainable uh, brands of cosmetics, that the conventional ones have a lot of um, of stuff that's not necessarily good for your health. The parabens, the uh, what's the name of the silicones on the hair and stuff. And maybe it's not directly bad for your health, but it will wash out on the water that will at some point come back to you either directly or when you go to the beach and get in the water or through the fish that maybe you eat at some point. So that's the bad thing about microplastics. And also um, about um, sunscreen. Conventional sunscreen is also uh, made of um, petroleum, And so all of all of that will wash out in the in the sea, and uh, yeah, it will come back to you at some point. Um, I was reading the other day that uh, doctors or scientists have already found microplastic in people, in urine, yep. and in livers. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So we should. Uh, that's that's my argument to converting to more natural cosmetics. It's not only good for your health, uh, and it's also good for the environment, which affects you, and indirectly anyway. So um, yeah, think about that. <laughs> From the moment you give me one that stays in place the whole day, no matter if I take the bike at the most rainy day of the year, <laughs> then I will use it for sure. No, no question sure, about sure. that. Yeah, I mean, um, as I would say, we don't need to be perfect either, and we don't. Uh, we all just have to find the the right thing for us. But yeah, talking about sunscreen, that's what I wanted to to say also. Uh, sunscreen, it's not necessarily cosmetic. Uh, well, yes, it is a cosmetic product, I think. Um, yeah. But it's also very important in ages of uh, yeah uh, skin cancer and everything. Uh, so the funny thing is, my Or, or all of the um, the several brands that I have tried um, that have natural sunscreen, mineral-based sunscreen, they don't really um, get absorbed by the skin completely. So one of the brands leaves me white, like a mime. 
Yeah, I know that one. And another <laughs> you one. You look like a ghost. Yeah, and then there's another one that uh, leaves like a, a kind of yellowy <laughs> color mm. on the skin. So, Beautiful. Yeah. And you can use it when you want to turn it to a mime. <laughs> Or a vampire. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, if, if I, I use uh, sunscreen like that only when I go to the beach or to the pool, so uh, it's fine for me to look a little white or yellowy uh, when I'm at the, at the beach or at the pool in the summer. If I had to use uh, sunscreen every day, then uh, yeah, I would have to look for another alternative. Yeah, that was just something I realized while I was traveling through Chile, um, most of the people around me, they always um, used some sun cream. And I just thought, okay, well, um, it's not that that hot outside. So I just take more clothes and put my scarf around um, my head and also my face. Maybe if the sun is too, too bad, too uh, powerful. And so... I never got burned and I almost never used some sun cream because I just took some clothes on me. So I think that's Yeah, but I think that's difficult at the beach. Yeah, okay, at the beach. <laughs> but that's... At the normal day, it works perfectly. That's true. Yeah, it's just uh, to say you do not have always to use sun cream. It's always possible mm. just to, um, to take some more clothes on or... Also not to be so long in the sun, in a powerful sun around noon that you will get burned. But yeah, that's just a little bit too simple, maybe. Yeah, also, <laughs> that also depends on where you live. Yeah. Because here, here in Germany, sure, I start thinking about uh, sunscreen when it's summer and when I'm going to the pool. And otherwise, it's all right. Um, but every uh, skincare professional and, and, and skin doctor will tell you to use it every day, to use sunscreen every day on your, on your face, wherever you are. And thinking again, now that I'm going to Ecuador, Ecuador is, as the name says, says right on the equator and like the sun goes directly down to our faces. Mm. <laughs> so um, over there, it's, very very recommended to use uh, to use sunscreen um, every day at least on your face. So I'm you can also also use mood mud huh? for what? <laughs> <laughs> you can just put mud on your face. <laughs> oh come on! Every day in the city at work. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking for a. Um, I found a, 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 like a day cream with a sunscreen with SPF protection at the drugstore. I have to, I'll have to test that out. I think all of the BB creams and CC creams have sunblocker in them. Yeah, but then, but one from uh, from Natural Cosmetics brand. Hmm. So yes, and it is. I think a BB cream. It's also tinted. So a little bit like yep. foundation. Yeah, I want to mm. test uh, test it out. Yeah, that concludes our talk about sustainable lifestyle for today. Yes. 
So yeah, you can subscribe to the Madeline Hiles podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And the show notes we will put under this episode, you can find on metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. 433, three, yes. <laughs> 43rd. <Okay. laughs> to be sure about it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram at Metal and High Heels, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our page on Facebook to stay updated about everything we do and want to let you know about. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned something <laughs> and or uh, found our, our lifestyle a little bit interesting at least. You can also tell us what you think about sustainability and um, maybe what your sustainable sin is or what you can do to avoid sustainable sins because you can send voice messages on Facebook directly to us. Also, a big thanks to Cassandra Novell for our jingle that is based on the song Storm from the album Undying Fire by her band Mercy Isle. Yeah, and well... Have a great March. This will come out <laughs> in the middle of March. So we'll talk soon, I guess. Yay. Have a great Yay. springtime. Oh. If it's spring already in March. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.